One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are in episode 70. 7-0. Indeed. It's been so long. Oh, oh God. God. Blue's, Blue's dying. We're, <laughs> ten, we're 10 seconds into the podcast. Episode 70. This is the death one. <laughs> we made it this long, and now Blue must commit seppuku. <laughs> Oh my god. And if you're wondering why uh, uh, the audio sounds a bit weird, uh, Blue is recording from a remote location, off in the wilderness. Yeah, I've also got a cold, as you can probably tell. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you you have a, uh, a, a bit of a story to start us off with today. Yeah, well, I'm in Bristol at the moment, which is why everything's fucked. Um, on the way down here, it, this is another classic blue bus etiquette talks okay. uh, which I seem to have an inordinate amount of things to tell people off for on the bus and so yeah so I was on the way over and like two rows in front of me on the left side was a lady who was like talking to herself so mm. I assumed that she had like a kind of one of those earpieces in or something where you can talk to people and yeah, like hand bluetooth headset yeah yeah, uh, and I wasn't listening to what she was saying, although I heard the odd word because it was like, "You're on a fucking bus," yeah. right? And it sounded like she was like telling off a child or something. She's like, "I haven't used, I haven't shouted at you, I haven't uh, said a particular word to you," and I was like, "Okay, whatever." A bit weird, but okay. And two rows in front of me on the right side, or three rows in front of me on the right side, was uh, like a teenage dude uh, playing music. And mm -hmm. it, it wasn't super loud music, and I didn't even notice the music at first, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, five minutes in, I'm like, hang on a second. Why does she keep glancing around the bus? Like, the, the woman on the left. And yeah. it turned out she was, like, glaring fucking daggers at the guy that was had his music playing. And at that point, I noticed that the music was playing. Hmm. Uh, and she was saying stuff like, when, when the coroner finds me, it'll be premeditated murder. And... The fuck... And do you know how much damage you're doing to my ears by playing music within 10 feet of me and I could get uh, like 10 million pounds of, uh, you know, compensation for this damage. And what the fuck? I'm going to fucking murder you many, many times over. And I hope that you get suicidal tendencies after I'm done with you, kind of thing. This is just a conversation happening on the bus. D was the person playing the music even aware she was saying this stuff? Like, Well, I think he did pick up on it, because he turned the music up a lot louder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Alternate explanation. It's like, God, what the fuck is that crazy person talking about? Let me just crank my music up so I don't have to listen to this shit. Right? Um, no, like, she, she was, it was being very fucking obvious. Like, she was okay. staring at him and speaking in a particular tone and 
at some points getting quite loud um and just constant stream of threats at one point she looked around and saw that i was kind of watching the whole affair and then i suddenly became a character in the drama that hmm. she was creating in her head um oh god it was just it, this is fucking england you don't talk to people let alone send them death threats on the bus <laughs> oh, fucking crazy i he, i don't know it's it's one of those things like you do i mean you do see stuff like that here too like people just wandering around talking to themselves mm. um but that is very different having somebody pointedly talking to themselves at someone else yeah, I was like, I was, I was thinking to myself afterwards. I was like, is it kind of like, is there some kind of form of Tourette's where you pick a person you know, and swear at them? Help, but like say what you're thinking out loud and just. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there is something like. I mean, there's all kinds of weird stuff that can go wrong with your brain. So, but I'm I'm nigh on certain that. It, I mean, if anyone asks anyone else, oh, sorry, can you just turn your music down a little bit? It's just I try to do something or listen to something on my own certain the guy would have fucking turned the music down yeah but like what the fuck <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> some uh. people like i mean that that's something people do in general they they let stuff build up and build up and build up and then they snap i wonder if it's 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 a something like that just maybe i don't know anyway i was glad to get off the bus before those two before there was like a fucking fist fight <laughs> I wonder if the fist oh, fight would have had a soundtrack. For reference, from up till the point where I got off the bus, mm. she had been like talking to herself for about half an hour. Like this wasn't a five minute bus journey. She had been there viewing death threats for half a fucking hour. I you know what? She forgot to bring a book, right? Needed something to do on the bus ride. Oh, oh my god. And this is why yeah. I don't take public transport. Uh, yeah, I, it's, guess. I, I guess it's it's different in, in Europe and the UK because everyone uses it. But in the US, barely anyone. Oh, actually, this leads perfectly into something I wanted to talk about that really annoyed me. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things that... My, my YouTube feed is just all kinds of weird, eclectic stuff that doesn't seem to relate to each other. You can see right. some kind of, like, video about politics next to a video about economics, next to a video about kittens, next to a video about capybaras, next to a video about cooking. Like, I'd, I'd say the kittens and capybaras are pretty... They, yeah, and the politics and economics cool. probably go together. But, yeah. um... Anyway, I was watching a video, and I'd never heard of the channel... But I do occasionally watch these, like, like mini documentary videos where they'll go over, like, something that happened to a company or some okay. kind of infrastructure project that had gone right or wrong. Yeah. And the one, the, the video uh, was titled, like, um, you know, why, why uh, you know, America is poorly designed. And they're talking about infrastructure mm. uh, in terms of, like, transport and highways and public uh, transport and stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, I agree with that, but for, but I agree with it for very different reasons than the person making the video. And I watched through the whole video. This was one of those rare instances where, like, I watched the whole video and I did end up, you know, disliking the video, like hitting the downvote on it because oh, really? 
it it was a video written from the perspective of someone who has never been outside of mainland Europe. Or if they have, they've been on like vacation once or twice. And right. what I what I've found and I've seen this before is there's a fundamental misunderstanding that a lot of continental Europeans have, especially city dwelling continental Europeans have for the mm. scale of the US. Like all of continental Europe could fit inside the US, the US like several times over and there's similar similar populations between the US and all of Europe. Um so like his his major argument was like we have too many parking lots and why do people drive so much and you should take the bus more and they should invest in more trains and blah 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 get a a high speed rail network for the US. Right. And those all sound nice and they would be great ideas in Europe. But in the US we're way too dis like dispersed. You can you can get like a really good public transport si system in a city. But the problem is yeah most people in the u.s don't stay in cities like most people either live in the suburbs or out in the countryside there are city dwellers like that sort of system would work really well in new york or mm -hmm. in downtown boston well you can't you want one uh so if you imagine uh cities are like folders and folders go within folders right yeah so you want very basic things just connecting each folder up to one another, but like only one thing between a city, and then within that city there's fucking tons of shit that you yeah. can get around that city in. Is it most most cities in the US are designed that way. Not designed, yeah. but they, they, they do work that way. But he was pointing out cities like Houston, um, which is in Texas, and yeah. just pointing out from the skyline, it's like there look at all of these parking lots everywhere and stuff like that and it's something like the city has 1.5 uh, parking spots per person or something like that. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but the crux of the argument was that um, we have too many parking lots and too many parking spaces and too many cars. And he, he, no, he kept comparing it to Amsterdam, which is a big biking city and they have dedicated bike lanes and they, they have practically no parking spots because no one drives there and stuff. And it's like, yes. I, I imagine in Texas, probably people have more than one car each anyway. They do, but they'll have like a truck and then they'll have an everyday car yeah. kind of thing. But the thing is not a lot of people live in Houston. So you, you have to drive to places. Um, and that, that's kind of the, uh, the, the point, to be made here because we do we do have like a, a train network that goes all over the u.s and it's a piece of shit mm. um it's 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 really hard to to point out like if you had like key population centers and then like almost everyone lived in those population centers lived and worked in those population centers and yeah. you, then you could kind of design it to have like a rail network or a bus network or like a really good high speed train to go from one location to another. Japan does this because right. everyone's in, either in Tokyo or needs to get to some very specific locations. And so they're able to do like one high speed track and it's cost effective because people use that a lot and it'll pay for itself. In the U.S., you can't do that because there's about 18 different directions that high speed network is going to need to go to. So it just gets prohibitively expensive. Um, I see. I don't know. It just it 
it got under my because I'm thinking about public transport and I, you're talking about the bus. My first thought, again, being an American, is why were you on the bus? Mm. And but but it's because here buses are things used by convicts and school children. <laughs> <laughs> Those two exclusive things. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, no. When the bus drivers get into the train and they're like, okay. Are you going to be driving children or criminals? <laughs> Sometimes criminal children. Mm. I'm being hyperbolic, but it is very... People don't really use public transport here nearly to the extent that they do in other parts of the world. Mm. Um, and part of that is down to the fact that our infrastructure is designed for cars. Um, and part of that... Yeah. yeah, go on. Several of our cities um, have... Uh, you basically, you get charged more if you drive down certain roads. Yeah, with congestion charges. Yeah. Um, and. I don't know. Like, America's got an entirely different way of laying out roads to, to begin with. Like, you have yeah. the, the hex, not hex, the grid lines, the square grids, right? Only if from the Mississippi River west we do. Okay. From the Mississippi River east, our cities kind of grew up organically around the the whole thirteen colonies. So, Boston, right, like we did, yeah, Boston's not like that. Boston is just like it's the same chaotic hodgepodge you see in a lot of European cities. Mm. Um, but you're right in in most of the U.S. If you go like probably three quarters of the country, yes, exactly that they're laid out in grid lines. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to. Obviously, that's probably one of the bigger turnoffs about America is that you know everything takes ten times the time to get to places. Yeah, a lot more spread out. Yeah, that is mm. something that you. It is kind of cool going to Europe. You can kind of like walk to exactly where you needed to go. Everything yeah. was in that kind of short distance. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a car because I don't need one at the moment. Well, um, yeah. Go on. that no, no, that's that's something that's um, and I think that's reflected a lot in the way that you know, uh, culturally things are. Because in the U.S., like you basically you need to get a car when you're still a teenager. Yeah, I mean a lot of people do when they're here, um, but because I I think England takes a lot after America that's with everything they do, as we talked about. Um, <laughs> previously in more negative connotations uh and yeah i think everyone you hit 16 or whatever the, i don't even know what the driving age is in england and yeah everyone's just like all right now i need to get a car so i can be free from my parents hmm. um yeah yeah here it's you need to get a car because otherwise you're not going to be able to get to a job or you need to catch hmm. a ride everywhere because even like my town was pretty small and but spread out like i i lived very close to the school and if i wanted to walk to school it was like a 15 20 minute walk um so when i got a car it was easier to drive there uh that that was what actually you need is the uh the fly hm fly hm oh yeah. right yeah pokemon sorry <laughs> took a second for that to click um i was like is he gonna get it with hm yeah, no, I got it. The um the other thing I was like it's different 
you can see this in the, the states that are more spread out too. Like uh, my my mother grew up in Iowa, and you can get your driver permit when you're 14 there. Um, but it's it's a farming state. Everything is like 10 miles apart. It's the like it's huge and spread out and sparsely populated. So it's kind of necessary. Um, Would you trust um, if if they were to be invented teleporters? No. 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 You can trust them not to just atomize you and. No, I'm 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 of the opinion. So this is one of those old philosophical questions to transition um, into something else, uh, talk to another topic. Is that you know in um, in Star Trek they have the the beaming technology, right? Yeah. Where they they step on the pad, they get you know atomized and then teleported down to a location and then reintegrated. Um, there's a philosophical question that a lot of people bring up is. Is the person who left from the ship the same person that appears on the ground, or does the the machine kill them and then bring them back, a, like an exact copy of them down on the ground? Yeah, and I, I'm I'm personally of the opinion that yes, it kills them and then puts them on the ground. So I would never use a teleporter because, in my opinion, you're getting killed on that thing and then but getting like a, an exact copy of you that's not you is appearing on the ground. It would certainly bring up a uh, heated discussion over whether, like, the body has a soul or not, because you can't exactly recreate the soul, theoretically. That's true. And, it, well, it, it's one of the, I think, the few ways that you could test something like that scientifically. Because if, um, you know, the... Because it's not a physical thing. Yeah. It does, uh, does the body that appear on the ground still function as a human being? Or is it just a body when it comes back? Mm. But no, I would never use teleportation technology if it existed. Uh, what if it was cheaper than air flight? I like flying. Oh, okay. Then, then air flight becomes a luxury. It's basically like I'm taking the sky cruise. Yeah, so it means it'll cost twice as much. I mean, it already is prohibitively expensive. This trip that I'm going on for work um, next week... You should mm. like the ticket prices have almost tripled. Yeah, you told me all the, what the charge was to go over yeah. there. I was like, "What?" The fuck? It was That's less. Ridiculous. Yeah, and it was less than half of that when I booked the trip originally before all of this started. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, luckily I'm not paying for it. It's, it's a work trip, but oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's pretty obnoxious, and I, I think I figured yeah. this out. Um, speaking of travel, I think. That because of like tons of people canceling and rescheduling trips and whatnot, there are new regulations in place to require airlines to be more lenient in refunding tickets. So every ticket now is refundable. So like if I were to in let's say 2017, if I were to book like a just a normal ticket to go to the UK, mm -hmm. um, it would be like depending on the airline and the time of year, it'd be like say. Eight nine hundred dollars, right? Right. But if I were to book a fully refundable ticket, it would be like fifteen hundred. Mm. So I think now they've gotten a lot more expensive, partially because travel has gotten more expensive. Um, not as many people are doing it, but also partially because I think they're requiring more the tickets to be more lenient and more refundable. So the airlines mm. have to cover that overhead. A theory. Yep. I have no. I have no idea if it's true or not. But 
I mean, I've been on a place a plane uh, twice in my life, I think, and that's about it. <laughs> God, yeah, I went on. I went from being on them. I think I, I'd only been on them a few times for most of my life, and then I got this job. And I think in 2019, I flew something like five or six times that year. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And now it's been a year and a half and going again. Mmm, fun, fun, fun. Um, you get to move on? Yeah. Or is there anything else? No, no, no. Just me complaining about public transport and planes and... It was Thanksgiving well, this week. Uh, well, actually, yeah, we should probably talk about... Or do you want to save that for the third part? Yeah, we can talk about it on the third part. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a game which... I cannot claim... Uh, what's the word? Mastery? I wasn't the one who, who discovered it. Mm. It was, in fact, Vampy. Mm. Uh, she was like, there's this game on the Switch that looks like a lot of fun. And I was like, hmm, suspicious. Because <laughs> it's on the Switch, and the Switch games cost, on average, £50. Yeah. Which is just fucking extortion. But Nintendo doesn't have to lower the prices to get people to buy them, that's why. No, because it's kids that buy them, and kids don't give a fuck about how much something costs. No. Um, a game called Garden Story. Um, and you play as a grape, who uh, like is the defender of his village. Uh, it's a lot like... Oh, fuck. I've forgotten what the game was. <laughs> uh, shit. What was it? I mean, it gives me kind of Digimon World vibes a bit. Mm. A little bit. Um, and kind of Stardew Valley-esque. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I didn't actually finish the price thing. Price? It's like £16. Which for a Switch game... Yeah, it's pretty good. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, classic cute pixel graphics. There's a bunch of vegetables and fruits and like frogs and shit that talk to you. Uh, it's a bit Zelda-y, mm. although with less combat. That being said, I came across the first boss earlier today and almost died to it. Don't get me wrong, I did one-shot it. But I did run out of health potions. Um, yeah, it's pretty I wasn't, intense. When you were describing it, like I was not picturing this as the type of game that would have a boss fight. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very suited to children and people who are not looking for a super hardcore time. And then you come to this boss. You get the feeling this boss is meant to be this this boss is a lot tougher than all the other mobs in the game. Mm. Like at the beginning, none of the mobs even attack you until you attack them. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it's uh, I can't wait to see Alicia try and fight it because <laughs> she freaks out about everything. She, <laughs> she's not a fighter. Um. <laughs> 
but no, it was a lot of fun. It was cheap. If you're looking for a good Switch game without breaking your bank, I highly recommend it. I'm on, like, the second village of four now. I just got to it. Um, yeah, so I've been playing that. I'm trying to think and if... Then, no, the, the Switch games. The only Switch game I've... Because uh, you're right about the price. Most of them, even years after they come out, are still near full price. I think I bought Mario Odyssey three years after it came out. And it was still like 50 bucks. Um, the, Mario Odyssey. What was Odyssey again? Uh, it, it was the one for the Switch. It was the big Mario game for the Switch. Was it the hat one? Yeah, the one where he throws the hat around. Oh, okay. No, I haven't played that one. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It was actually... I haven't played like the last main mario release that i played was mario 64 for the n64 um right everyone always goes back to the yeah actually mario 64. i i played mario sunshine for the gamecube but i had only rented it i didn't actually own the game so i never beat it um, oh but i never played on mario galaxy on the switch so i'm assuming you're talking about the switch game right yeah uh odyssey yeah well i mean okay so on the switch there's like a a game which includes Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy oh. 1. I did not know. I may need to buy that. Uh, yeah, I told Alicia to get it. <laughs> and uh, she's completely Galaxy. Um, because we started playing that on the Wii before mm. the, we had the Switch. Um, so she's completely that. But I don't think. I think she's kind of a bit too young to appreciate. 64 or mm. sunshine uh, and sunshine is fucking nails just by the by <laughs> oh i've i played it I, I i i rented it and i had it for like a week and i played the crap out of it and mm. I, I know what you mean um, yeah, i had it back on the gamecube and yeah. i i think the first time i played it i probably got frustrated with it i came back to it a few years after that um and i don't think i completed it still but i got a lot further in it hmm Mario uh, 64, I think I did beat it. So for yeah. the longest time, um, I rented a lot of games when I was a kid because couldn't afford to buy them for a lot of the in a lot of the time. Um, uh, so, but I, I did what? Blockbuster. Yep, Blockbuster. And the thing is, when the next, uh, like when. Nintendo 64 was near the end of its life cycle Blockbuster would sell their old used games that had been played a million times and that's where I got my copy of Mario 64. I bought the one I'd been renting for like a year or for a few years for like nice. I think I, when I actually bought the like the used cartridge it was like 15 bucks which was great um, mm. and I, I still have that it's back in my parents place but I beat that game but it took me years to beat it um Mainly because I didn't. I every time I'd rent it, somebody else had wiped my save file, and uh, I, I had to play again. Well, because it was, it was like three save files. Why would you? Oh, maybe. In fact, probably the the blockbuster just automatically wipes. No, because I, I I did get I did rent games that had other people's saves on it. it but because there were only oh. three, and there were probably like a dozen people renting it, like anytime somebody else got there, if their save wasn't there, they'd wipe a new one and then start over. Okay. Or play on, because it, it's not as, or you could play on somebody else's save. I did that a couple times when I rented a game. Yeah, really? Yeah. I think we had that when we got Civ 2, I think there was someone else's save on it. Um, I could wrong. I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> the cheapest Switch game I've found yet, is Civilization 5. 
I got that for ten bucks. Yeah, I think I did as well. In fact, I think I I got it and I told you to get it, didn't I? <laughs> or yeah, maybe or, or maybe vice versa. I just I don't know. I I got it. It was a great like way to kill time when I needed a break from work. You know. Yeah. It's like, Ironically, I, not as cheap as the uh, PC version still. Yeah. That was free. <laughs> True. But that was Civ 6. Oh, we're talking about Civ 5. Mm. Oh, okay. No, I haven't got Civ 5 on Switch. Maybe, Civ maybe, on Switch. maybe I do have Civ 6. I don't know. It's got a V in there. <laughs> Two of them, in fact. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Two of them. Yeah. C I V V I. Like I said. I don't know what I'm saying. Fact, if you think about it, Civ is technically Roman numerals. Oh, yeah. It'd be 104, right? Yeah, 104. That's <laughs> that's kind of cool. Kind of meta. <laughs> they, if they, they ever get to that edition. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll just say Civ on the cover. It'll just say Civ, yeah. Hopefully, like, somebody, like, some marketing person is smart enough to do that. But I doubt I'm it because they I work. work that out, then. I, I doubt it. If somebody yeah. works in marketing, they're not that smart. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure they're great people. Uh, in fact, apart from, I think the O and the N, is civilization the whole word? Would that actually be a number? Hmm. Civilized Z. Yeah, the Z's not going to be one. That'd be be really cool. If it just turned out to be a giant string of numbers and it was meant something, that'd be so cool. Um, This is one of the. Welcome, everybody, to the Rain Man podcast where we try to find numbers in everything. (laughs) The Illuminati. (laughs) They're in civilization. They're back in Gandhi. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Illuminati, they're smuggling rogue nuclear weapons into Gandhi's pockets. They're trying to make him more peaceful so that he flips and goes insane again. Oh, God. Uh, I, I know we've probably, and this is a pretty well-known glitch, but um, for the people that don't know, I should probably explain this. In the Civilization games, one of the world leaders is Gandhi that you can play as. Um, but if he's a computer player, famously in one of the original Civ games... Um, his peacefulness counter was set to one, which meaning he was, sorry, his, his, uh, aggression counter was set to one. And because of the way the programming language they used at the time worked, if he researched any technology that made his civilization more peaceful, i.e. less aggressive, for instance, democracy gives him a negative two to aggression. So it goes from one to zero to negative one, which flips it all the way back up to 256. So yeah, he went. It from... can't go into negative numbers, so it just goes back to the top of. Yeah, so Gandhi would become like the most hyper aggressive nuclear power the moment he tried to get more peaceful from his starting position. And it just became yeah. a joke in later games that, you know, he was like the, the, the angry civilization who would nuke your cities if you didn't give him all your technology. Or even if you did. Yeah. What other game I picked up from the Switch day? Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. I was a bit more disappointed in it. But I was like, ooh, a free game on the Switch. And it's a Pokemon game, which um, much like Pokemon Unite, which was 
free on the Switch, I was like, oh, this could be really cool and fun. Uh, which was Pokemon Cafe, I think it was called. And it fucking sucked. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say the new Pokemon Snap. Is that out yet? It's been out for ages. No, no, there's a new one. Yeah, on the Switch. Is it already? It's been out for ages. Oh, okay. Wow. I just, I haven't been paying attention. I, I thought it was... Probably like 50 pounds though, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it on YouTube after the initial release, so I'm assuming it's not great. Yeah, I mean, I, I had the original Pokemon Snap, hmm. which actually, I didn't have it for a long time. I actually rented that one too. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. I used um, to play the crap out of that one. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I was hoping it would be, like, really, really good. Hmm. Well, this cafe game, hmm. it's I kind of looked at the screenshots and I was like, oh, it looks like Cooking Mama, which I assume you've never played any of those games. Are you kidding me? Of course I've played oh, Cooking Mama. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Mainly because um, of Juan <laughs> back in college. <laughs> he was obsessed I, with the game, and so I played it too. I watched uh, someone play Cooking Mama like a month or two ago, and I was like, fuck, that was really cool. I'm sad I didn't actually play that as a kid, because it, it didn't look like my kind of thing at the time. Um, but no, this is more like, uh, basically there's a bunch of balls, and you just have to mash your finger on the screen to connect them all up, and oh. break certain things by connecting certain things. It's, it's not fun. So it's like a, they put it's a, like into it. so it's like a rhythm game. It's not like a rhythm game, it's... Oh. Uh, I don't know how I can describe... Hang on, say something quickly. Hi. Ooh, I just knocked my... Anyway. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's like they've done a... puzzle game, but taken out all challenge and just left it to RNG. Oh. Kind of. And, but they, they've got really nicely drawn sprites, apart from the human in it, who looks kind of fucking hideous. They've got these, like, adorable Eevee and, you know, Bulbasaur <laughs> and all the other fucking Sorry small about Pokemon, right, who come to a cafe. There's Piplup, who I love, mm. um, and the game itself is just shit, and it's got microtransactions, which, you know, also got a massive tell. It's a phone game, but they put it on the Switch, and a bad phone game. Yeah. Uh, One of those, basically, the, the games that are there just to be a time sink. Yes. It is. In fact, as I was playing it, I was like, hmm, this is the game the your mum buys and puts on her phone so that when you go to the barber, you stop fucking talking to her and just focus on the screen instead. <laughs> right? Yeah. That is this kind of game. Yeah, this, uh, is, this is Occupy the Kids the game. Exactly. Uh, nothing that will make them frustrated by any level of challenge. Uh, oh, it's also got the mechanic where you can't play it unless you have a certain number of tokens which refresh over time. Um, so, you know, buy more of them so you can keep playing. Uh, or occasionally you might get a... Uh, an, you can play unlimited matches for a certain amount of time. So play as much as you can in this space of time. And then at the end... 
we're actually probably going to give you another one. So you keep playing for another 15 minutes. We are um, literally going to have like an entire generation of people who are addicted to gambling. Because yeah, what you're describing, these are the exact same strategies that casinos use to keep people playing. But mostly at slot machines, like pull the lever. It's like, oh, you got a few more tokens. Play for a little bit. Oh, it's it's double chance time. You can play for like half the price. Get double spins, and they they're all flashy. And, and it's just it's the exact same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the reason why uh, casinos give you free booze because they want you to just get lulled into a trance and like here we'll bring you some food and drinks. Just keep pulling that lever. Yeah, you don't want to waste that food. You don't want to waste that beautiful drink. <laughs> you want to sit there and finish it. And oh, maybe while you're doing that, you can do a couple of hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it does feel cascading. So I'm probably going to uninstall that one. Do not recommend that one. Bad Pokemon. Bad. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else did I see. Uh, so it's Black Friday at the moment. Yeah. Or oh, those sales. Um, which is why I was on the store. And there really aren't many games that are worth picking up. And the ones that are, which are on offer, are like 10-20% off, and so they're still like £40. Mm. Um, so honestly, Nintendo, just they've barely got a sale on, don't worry about it, don't even think it's a thing. Uh, yeah. I gotta take a perusal through the Steam uh, logs. I, I actually, that was what I, I did yesterday Ooh, was... Great either. I, yeah. I made my my Christmas list, like, um, to try and... And I know I every year I, I keep adding people to it because I, I forget... I forget some of the most obvious people. Well, I, that, like, that was the reason I asked you about Stellaris the other day is because I saw that I was on offer quite a bit off. Mm. And... Mm, it is a pretty good it game, doesn't, but it's... I know it's a good game, because I know a lot of people talk about it. I'm just like, is it my kind of game? You, you need to be in a very particular kind of mood. Like, you yeah. have to be in the mood to sit down for a few hours and play a strategy game. And it's not the kind of game you're going to finish in one sitting. Like, you, you start up a game, you build up your empire, and then you play, like, maybe an hour or two every other day, and you might finish it in a month. Like, yeah. it's, it's a very long paced game but it's also very complex and detailed and it is the empires are very customizable like i i played through it and it was during like one of my kicks where i was getting really into like the warhammer lore and so i made the imperium um uh you see and you can you can they have a high level of customization you can choose what your society is like and everything it's it's very detailed it's very long and it's very complex but if that's an interesting kind of strategy game it is fun I think they've just released a couple of new races or something, because I was watching a Yogscast stream where they were put, uh, like the uh, Lewis and Ben were putting in charge of the uh, the syndicate or something, so mm. like some mafia-esque civilization and there was another civilization which were like a hive mind plant people controlled by this other guy uh, there were the dwarves controlled by these two other people and they would have like they would, they would jump into their Discord call, have uh, like a business talk with them basically, and like that that's how it would go. It'd be like civilization with more politics. Mm. 
And I was like, man, that's really fucking cool. I love it. And I thought to myself, actually, that's nothing to do with the game, though. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's one of the, the old adages, like, anything can be fun if you do it with friends. Like, if you're good exactly. enough friends with, like, good enough friends can have fun, like, throwing a stick at each other. Like, yeah, like, you can, you could do, you can have fun with pretty much anything. So even, like, the shittiest games can be a lot of fun if you're you're playing around with them. I mean, hell, we've had fun with uh, games on the YouTube channel that I would have never played. Yeah. Oh my god. Or or enjoyed, actually. <laughs> anyway. I'm trying to yeah. but now that I've said that out loud, I'm trying to think of one. It's, yeah. It's it's like one of those things where someone's like, oh well, tell me one time when I've done that then and then you're like, ah oh, yeah, my God. I know that you do, I just can't think of it on the spot. It's the pressure. <laughs> um, Alright. Uh, any yeah. any final thoughts, or are we ready to move on to media? Uh, very final thing about the Switch. While I was perusing, there was a X-rated game, which I was very surprised to see. On the Switch? I the Switch, yes. And it was 18, it was... Uh, I can't, I can't remember the name of it now, but like, very so much so that like on on the pages I was looking at on it, everything was um black barred out, all over the fucking screenshots of the game. I was like, fuck, this this. Why would you make a porn game on the Switch? The Switch is for children. I don't know. I I usually take my Switch with me when I'm traveling because it's a good thing to do in an airport. But you're not going to be jacking off in an airport. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm not... Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I should clarify. I'm playing, like, actual <laughs> games, not that. I just say um, it does not belong on the Switch. Who the fuck would make a game like that for the Switch? It's uh, it's a Pokemon game, and it stars Ash's mom. We're not talking about Pokemon Eevee. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, <laughs> on that very interesting revelation um let's end segment one uh yeah this is gonna be the end of segment one of the teams J podcast thank you all for listening and you will hear us again momentarily for segment two oh. <laughs> welcome back to the tmcj podcast we're on segment two our media segment and um, because it was Thanksgiving this week, we did not have a movie night. Uh, but Blue, I understand, has been watching the live-action Cowboy Bebop, which has... I don't know, it's... I was gonna say, it's not just me. Technically, you have as well. <laughs> I've seen a bit of the first episode. I have not yeah. watched past that. At um, what point did you get too cringy and you just gave up? Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Because the first episode is definitely the worst so far from my, as far okay. as I'm concerned. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll watch a little bit more then. I, I honestly don't even remember how far into the episode I got. Like, they'd only introduced, like, two characters so far. Um, Did you get to the, uh, the intro music? No. <laughs> so you just done, like, the fight in the casino. Yeah. And then I okay. stopped. Uh, yeah, so, just pretty... as a refresher on this, Netflix decided they were going to do a live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop, one of the most famous um, animes of all times. Like, this is mm. this is an anime that, like, even people who don't like anime love this anime. 
I was about to say it was the Pokemon of anime, but kind of Pokemon was a bit kind of like anime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, this this yeah. is this is like, and whereas a lot of it, it, Pokemon's geared towards children, this is very much a show for like adults. Well, that's the thing. Anime, or the what I've seen of the anime, and bear in mind I've only seen like a couple of episodes of the anime, yeah. um, because it's not fucking available in England. <laughs> uh, were like pretty fucking chill, and they weren't like gruesome. Like the the red eye was a bit grim because it's like eyeballs and ooh. yeah, like the 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 grimmest it gets. Like people people die, they get shot, but it's not like gory or brutal. There there are some later in well, the anime. There are some bits that do get a bit intense, but just just before you start talking about it, I do want to like just as a, a refresher. One of the, the this thing had uh, a bit of contention right off the bat because of their casting choices, right? So the only what? person that they cast like that they chose that I think was cast correctly, and just just from looking at the previews of it, like a few weeks back, I... no, is Jet. Like, they, they race-swapped him, but the guy they chose at least has the same build, because he's, like, this kind of jaded, grizzled old dude who's, like, he's seen shit, but he's, like, you know, he's, he's retired to do the bounty hunting thing now. Aside from the fact, the fact that they, compl they ch completely changed his race, that, that the guy they chose seemed right from the trailers and alone. The person they got from Faye, all wrong. The person they got for Spike, sort of okay, but he's way too old. Um, so okay. the, the, they got the dog right. It is a corgi. It's fucking adorable. It really is. It's right. even cuter than in the anime. Uh, so I, I won't, I won't waffle on about that. I've said that before. Let me, okay. yeah, so you, you can go, go. There are going to be spoilers in this because as far as I'm aware, it's copying the anime. So mm. you should know the whole story. Um, anyway, um, the, so the the first episode, as far as I recall before, you don't meet Faye Valentine the anime until like the casino. Right? Yeah, she shows up in episode three, I believe. Yeah, there's that that whole episode doesn't happen. Um You meet her in episode one instead. Okay. Uh during the uh the first thing scene you see her in is you know where uh fuck. The British lady and Bike are talking next to the airships, right? She They're isn't just... British in the anime, but go on. She's very British in the real in the live action one. Okay, yeah, go on. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. So for a start, obviously they didn't have the budget at that point for uh, to to fully model the airships, so they're just standing next to a Mustang. And Faye Valentine comes up from behind and puts a gun to Spike's head and is like, she's a famous person and I'm here to collect her bounty. Mm. Uh, so that's how they kind of just shoehorn her in there. And then she basically spends the rest of the episode locked in the toilet. Alright, so they um, fast forwarded her story arc. Yeah, sort of. But like, she she doesn't really do anything in the first episode. And in the second episode, she just does not show up at all. Um, yeah, it's a bit odd. But so, I think... That, go on. It, it sounds like they, they were just trying to rush to get her in the first episode. That, that's very weird because... It is. They kind of wasted it. I yeah, the, the way they do it in the anime is like they 
they take their time. Like episode one, they're introducing Spike and Jet and getting their dynamic down. Episode two, they bring in the dog and they're a little, you get a little more development for Spike and Jet. Episode three, you f that's when Faye comes in and now you've already established the other two characters so they can take their time going into her character. And then they, yeah, that, that doesn't, well, keep, keep going, but that seems like an odd pacing choice. So yeah, like having just established that they've overlooked some pretty pretty major things, right? Mm. In the first episode, they actually put in you know the three old guys around that table. Yeah, I love them. That 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 they're in it and they're perfect for it. Uh, the villains in the first episode look exactly like their anime counterparts. Oh, like these are really good details that people who've watched the anime would appreciate. I think. But they fuck up the main characters. <laughs> like, how do you do this? Yeah. Well, it, you know what it is? It's probably, um, there was less, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, management control on the peripheral details. So those were probably kept faithful because it was made by people who actually had passion for the original thing. And they mm. were like, oh, yeah, yeah, put the old guys in there. It's like, oh, yeah, make sure the, the villain's exactly right and everything. Um, but then when it came to the main characters, there was probably like a million hands in there. Like, oh, we have to do this. And, oh, bring this person in fir first. This will be a lot cooler. And yeah. I, I imagine there were a lot of meddling hands when it came to the main characters that maybe there weren't with the periphery. I, I actually kind of want to watch now just so I can see the three old dudes. Um, so... Yeah, that that, that that first episode was... The character's good, and, like, uh, and it ended... It, it was very similar. It ended in a very similar way to the anime. Second episode, hmm. uh, I don't remember this from the anime, although you may correct me. Um, it switched to... So there was another criminal they were hunting down, and it was a guy who was placing explosives uh, at... Uh, I want to say seemingly random places, uh, and they were like there were uh, bombs attached to like teddy bears. Does that ring a bell? Yep. Yeah, that's that's okay. really late in the anime. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's episode two. Um, okay. Yeah, I think they, and... they called him Teddy Bomber, if I remember right in the anime. It's uh, so it, it episode two gets a lot more sinister. Hmm. Right from the beginning, where they're like, it's like a news report. You see a, a bunch of like. British-looking policemen in kind of British outfits going towards a just standard fucking building in this day and age. Uh, he looks down, there's a teddy bear there with a countdown timer. He's like, run, and then he explodes into a million pieces. Oh yeah, that is a lot gorier. Uh, there's not much viscera, there's just an explosion. He clearly is like right next to the bomb. See, that, that episode in the anime is actually a really, really funny, light-hearted episode. Uh, maybe it was meant to be, but it came very sinister. Anyway, I'm going to skip forward through a lot of it, yeah. and then at the end of it, they get on the the bomber's ship, mm. and so it's Spike and Jet, mm -hmm. and they are walking along, almost step on a trip mine, then they find all these teddy bears, and the, uh, oh, they got a manuscript from the guy before. Hmm. Um, so I'm flashing back a bit now because there was actually an important scene. They were in a church trying to find out where the bomber was. Mm -hmm. And a member of the syndicate 
um, found out that Spike was alive, and so they attacked him in the bathroom of the church. So Spike had a gun. The assassin had like a short sword hidden up his sleeve. Mm. Spike breaks the sword in two with the butt of his gun on the edge of a sink. Okay, if you had the sink. That's a really shitty sword, then. Yeah. And it, Especially it, since else... mo most most guns are, are not made of, like, metal. Not the butt of them, anyway. Like, typically, yeah. for, for balance, the, um, like, the handle is, like, some kind of a ceramic composite or something like that. I feel like if you're going for realistic fighting scenes, this is definitely not the show to watch. The fight scenes are so unrealistic, in my opinion. Which is hilarious because they were actually pretty good in the anime. Yeah, no, these are these are these are bad. Um, right, yeah. So they're on the guy's ship and they uh, found the bombs and stuff, and they're like, "Okay, we just need to walk out and report it or something, or blow it up." I can't remember. They mm. needed to get out anyway. They turn around and there's a fucking dude there wearing just boxer shorts. And a teddy bear for a helmet hat thing. Okay. Like, kind of very psychopathic, like. Uh, like, just, just imagine just a fucking naked dude with a furry hat on. Yeah, no, I, I, got, the, I got the image. Yeah, holding, like, a, a bomb detonator. And he's trying to talk through the, the suit and they can't work. There's a, a joke where they're like, oh, we can't understand you because you're talking through the fucking... Mm. Um, and so he's like, put your hands up! Uh, and so they eventually put their hands up, and Spike's like, I know how I'll get him. Spike is holding his gun, right? Mm. He drops his gun, flicks a screwdriver up into the air from his right foot, catches that in the same hand that he had the gun, throws it into the guy's leg. You're holding a fucking gun! <laughs> yeah, why... Do you do that?! <laughs> Uh, he throws the gun away and it doesn't get used. It's like... Uh, it's so stupid. There's... Um, mm. yeah. that, that whole thing, that guy, the, the Teddy Bomber guy, in the anime episode, that whole episode, he's played for laughs. Because he's like, he ends up being a side character in an episode where he is the villain. It's... It... You, I won't spoil it, but it's actually a really fun and hilarious episode in the anime when you do eventually watch that. Um, yeah, it, I don't think he is in this, because in this he's got, like, uh, pretty bad burns all down the side of his face. And Oh, yeah, that's... When you do see him. And, yeah. It's, it's a bit weird. Episode 3, the nudie episode, there is, like, tits fully exposed in every scene and more and yet they couldn't have Faye's character be as hot as she was in the anime uh, I guess I, I never grew up watching that so I don't know how hot she is in the anime uh, I just don't like Faye's character in general yeah um, she's but that's the I don't like what they did to her in the live action because she was right. a much more 
interesting character, I think, in the anime. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, but no, go on. So, yeah, boobs But yeah, everywhere. there's a lot of full frontal nudity. There's uh, a lot of BDSM. And uh, there's a dude who's kidnapping people's dogs. Which is the Corgi episode. Except it's not at all like the Corgi episode in the anime. Um, he's kidnapping rich people's dogs to because he his family worked for rich people and the rich people fired him and his family and so he's taking revenge by stealing their children, which is their dogs. Um, and then he was gonna like just straight up forever sleep them all. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, I can't do that. They're so cute. I love them. I'm a terrible person. Please arrest me. He drops his gun and Spike and. Jet are about to put the cuffs on when the cops rock up, shoot him in the head, and they're like, Oh, you can't connect the bounty now. Sad face. Wow. Uh, yeah. The cops are absolute cunts in this, by the way. I don't know if they were in the anime. They aren't, no. They're just like normal police in the anime. Like, the head cop is uh, banging Jet's ex wife. That ruins one of the best... There's a really good plot line. Like, there's an episode where they dig deep into Jet's, like, backstory. Right. And, um, like, his ex... I don't think they were ever married in the, the anime, but his, his ex-girlfriend, fiancé, whatever. Like, mm. it's a really... It's a heartstring puller. Like, and it's a really good... So that, that just completely... So now I know they're not going to be able to do that subplot. Because that's one of my uh, favorite episodes in the series. So Jet takes the corgi, yeah, and takes it to his daughter mm -hmm. as a birthday present, and she's like, "Oh my god, I love it!" And honestly, this corgi is so fucking cute. He has a daughter. Yeah. Okay, that's he doesn't in the anime. With his ex-wife. Yep. And so he gives his daughter the present, and she's like, "Oh my god, I love it!" <laughs> and then. His ex-wife comes in and she's like, where the fuck did you get this? We can't afford to Take pay it, the yeah. tax by having a, a, a dog. Uh, and then the new police husband comes in. Um, and he's just a cunt. Uh, so Jet keeps the dog with him. And... Uh, wow. I think that's... Pretty much it for that episode. Okay, so they fucking ruined Jet's backstory, but go on. Uh, and then the final episode that I watched so far is quite a gruesome one. Mm. Um, the Valentine is finally back in the story. Mm -hmm. She was just allowed to go, I guess. I don't know. They didn't really explain it. And she is meeting up with a a nerdy dude in, like, a bank-looking place? Or, no, it was, it was a cocktail party or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And she puts a gun to his balls and says, you'll give... You'll, you'll call up the person who stole my... my cloning item shit. I, I, don't, I don't really fully understand, because they didn't really explain what it was that happened. It seemed like they was some kind of clone or some experiment or something. Well, I, after you, after what you told me about Jet, I can't really say, but that's not... So, It's she's not a clone in the anime, but 
she does have a bit of a let's say um a medical uh situation um, he was given like a number like i don't know some kind of birthing or rebirthing or something and someone else took yeah. her shit do you mind if I, I i i can do you mind if i spoil her backstory for you from the anime yeah that's fine Okay, so in the anime, what happened was she comes down with some kind of terminal disease like 50 or 60 years ago, and they have cryogenics uh, developed. So what they do is they freeze her until they have a treatment for it, um, but in the meantime, a ton of stuff has changed. They thaw her, bring her out, and she can't remember anything about her previous life at all. And so she comes out not knowing who she is, stuffed with massive debt because she they oh. take her memories is that it they don't they didn't take them in the anime they just she just didn't have them it was a side effect of the the freezing oh. um so she her backstory it makes her more of like understandable why she is the way she is in the anime because she is deeply deeply in debt because of the medical bills she has no idea who she is or like anything about her past life and no personal connections yeah. um and so she kind of becomes that sort of wily schemer and um, con artist to basically survive um, mm. in this new world that she knows nothing about. Uh, so that's her backstory in the anime. So in this, they, so she she was threatening a dude that was basically woke her up early and then gave someone else her memories. I think. Um, so she was trying to get them back by threatening him, and then while this is happening, uh, Peter walks into the into the party, and uh, they're like, "You killed a bunch of animals while um, putting what's the word when you colonize a planet? You you need to terraform, terraform. You terraformed a planet, and it killed a fuck ton of animals. Uh, this is the gas that you used." And then she was going to throw it at the dude that Faye was talking to, but they got knocked out of hand and hit the person who they were trying to uh, threaten, basically blackmail. And, like, when I say she turned into a tree, I don't mean, like, her skin gradually became, like, uh, darker and turned into... You know, turned wooden or anything. I mean, like a whole bunch of sharp wooden tendrils slowly emerged from underneath her skin in all all over her body, uh, trailing blood. I, oh my God, this is. I know what episode this is in the anime, and it's actually quite a good episode in the anime. Faye isn't in this episode, by the way. Uh, okay. Well, except a little bit near the end. And right. they, it's similar, they, but that it, that it, it, there's an endangered species, but it's an endangered species. It's also a like a food delicacy, and so they they want to have people stop doing that. And they do have a thing right. that transforms them into something else, but it's a retrovirus that you know edits human DNA to turn you from a human into an ape, which. Oh. That's a lot more believable because there's only like a two percent difference in ape and human DNA. So in theory, you could do that. Um, it you do it with some kind of crazy medical technology we don't have yet, but at least in concept, it's possible. Unlike turning yeah. someone into a tree, 
which our genes aren't even remotely similar. And it's real fucking gruesome. I will tell you that much. Oh my god. Um, I, I have... I'm going to wait till you finish your full synopsis, but I have a, I've developed a theory about this, this series in my head, okay. and I want to get your thoughts on it, but go on. I haven't really talked anything about the Syndicate. The Syndicate have kind of been throughout all the episodes. They've been plotting and scheming and shit, but they've honestly... They're not the majority of the episodes. They're not the main focus of the episodes for me. They're kind of yeah. the subplot, which is overarching. Um, you meet, you meet, you see Vicious and um, Spike's old girlfriend, I'm guessing, or wife. Um, so they go in front of the elders, and the elders are like, "Right, Vicious, you've been selling red eye behind our backs. We want you to shoot your wife or girlfriend." Uh, he pulls the trigger, it clicks, there's no bullets in there, and they're like, okay, now don't you fuck with us again. Uh, that was the thing that happened. Uh, is that roughly in line with what happened in the anime? No. Okay. So, uh, the, and it, again, it's it's an example of, like, it's sort of similar to what happened. Vicious does go before the elders to do something, but... Hmm. It's completely different. There's no girl there. They don't. They don't try to make the, him their bitch, um, or anything like that. Like that you're talking about. And right. there is a girl that is in both his and Spike's past, but she's she doesn't show up in the series until oh. near the end. Um, I assumed it would be that would be one of the things that stayed the same because it felt very like core plot element. E. It is so I don't they they introduced the syndicate um like something like five or six episodes into the anime and it's quite like a, a very tense and tense reveal when it happens. Technically they do it on the first episode with the red eye and they break into the shop. Uh yeah, but that they're just talking they, they mention it it's just like syndicate, but there's no it's not clear that there's any sort of connection between okay. um like Spike and any anything like that. Um yeah. And the red eye doesn't come up. Vicious isn't selling red eye. Like he, he's not like, a, like a petty drug dealer. He's he's quite high up in the syndicate in the anime. Oh. Um, that leads me to question something because in one of the episodes I just watched, Vicious is like talking to the the girlfriend wife, and he's like, "We're gonna we're gonna renege on the elders, and we're gonna kill them all." <laughs> I'm guessing that's not in the anime. <laughs> no, he's not a comic book like pantomime villain in the anime where he's like, "This is my evil plan." No, yeah, he's I he's guess. a lot more subtle and threatening and vicious in the anime. Mm. Um, but finish. He does come over as a bit of a knockoff witcher. Yeah, fin finish your your plot synopsis because I want to I want to lay out this theory and get your thoughts on it. Sorry, so the plant Peter episode. Um, the Faye Valentine steals the corgi and either wants to eat it or sell it on. Um, they, but she steals Spike's ship to get away with it. Um, they track the ship. They catch her, and instead of being like, "You're getting locked up because you're a bitch," or you know, we're just going to shoot you. No, they're like, you can help us with the next stage of our plan in catching these eco-terrorists. Um, so Spike and Jet 
uh, stop the rockets from launching into the, the atmosphere and uh, treeifying the inhabitants of Mars, I think. Uh, uh, while yeah. go. That that at least they got right. The the missiles going for and it's not in the anime. It might be different in the anime. It's Ganymede, not Mars. But still, I, I, I can remember the planet. It's but, probably the same planet. Yeah. Uh, and then Faye goes after the mother uh, and the daughter who fly up and apparently have their own missile in a spacecraft. Which I don't know why they didn't just fucking drop it from the spacecraft. Because I mean that seems all a bit easier. And you're already in your escape pod. Um, and Faye, to stop the missile, which is already going straight for Jet and Spike, she rams the missile with her ship. Her ship gets, like, a wing torn off it, she spirals out of control, she doesn't have an ejector seat, which really annoyed me. Um, and she just straight up fucking face plants the planet. Uh, and then wakes up on a couch with a couple of scratches. This, again, is... They, they got it's so close, but they just... They, they, had, they tweaked it a little bit, and it's awful. So, first of all, th that whole ending sequence, that does happen in the, the anime episode. Faye does end up helping them, but they don't, like, decide, oh, hey, you can help us, and tell her that. No, she, she's handcuffed in a toilet... And she breaks out, gets her own ship, and shoots the shit out of the hangar to get out. And then basically forces her way into helping. She broke out of the toilet in episode one, so they couldn't repeat that one, They I couldn't guess. repeat the gag. Yeah, they already used it up. Hmm. Um, Alright. Here's my theory. I, hmm. like, I was hopeful at the beginning of your plot synopsis, and the more you talked about it, the more annoyed I became. My but annoyed because it differed from the anime, not annoyed because of the content. Maybe. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if it differed. If it differed well, or if it made improvements. But from what I'm hearing, and from the the plot points you're describing, it was it was somebody who had watched the original anime and mm. thought I can write it better, and they can't. It was a. It was. It was somebody took the original content. Some talentless hack decided, mm. hey. I can do a better job than this thing that has been a classic for like 20-something years. And they they rewrote things and they changed stuff around and they tried to make an improvement and they just made like a weird abomination wearing a Cowboy Bebop skin suit. Mm. I'm gonna, I, I do intend to watch a few episodes now just to confirm my, my theory with my own eyes, but everything. It's like that, that episode you described was it crystallized it for me because that plot... In its broad strokes, it's near identical to an episode that actually occurs in the anime, but they changed a few things. Like, they changed the, the monkey retrovirus to a plant thing, which doesn't make as much sense. They took the, um, like, they, they took the Faye getting away and forcing her way into helping them and changed it to them just letting her help them, which makes less sense. They took the um the thing and they said that you killed these animals when you terraformed the planet which makes no sense <laughs> you they the the whole plot point is that they're an endangered species that were nearly hunted to extinction and then they with that sorry go on with the with the the terraforming thing they were throwing a lot of facts quite quickly i might have got something wrong about that but they were pissed off at the people who were terraforming the planet and that's 
kind of, I assume that they, with the gas, were killing all the local wildlife when they're making the trees. That's right. my assumption. Yeah, so Ganymede has no local wildlife because it's a frozen rock. Um, oh. So terraforming would make it habitable. That That's why I was... Um, but if confused. it, but even if it was Mars, um, Mars also has no local wildlife because it's a barren red planet right now. Yeah, uh, I think it, I think it was Ganymede. Honestly, that is ringing some bells now. Yeah. But they talk about Mars a lot in the in the. Series. Yeah, Mars Mars does come up quite a bit because it's. I think it's where Spike's originally from. Yeah, they um, say that several times that he was born there. And the other thing that I I can see why maybe they did it to try and hook people in earlier, but they they bring up. They, they seem to have their pacing all screwed up. They bring in major characters, like Faye comes, it sounds like she comes in way too quickly, and so she just, she shows up just to have a cameo, um, yeah. which I think doesn't, it, it screws with the pacing. Um, they bring up major, major plot points in like kind of an offhand way, like Faye's medical stuff, or like having the syndicate show up. That thing with Vicious really pisses me off, because they've essentially, they, he it was very very subtle in the anime like there's he does do execute that plan that he talks about there but he doesn't say mm. anything it just kind of it comes up and it's very abrupt and very brutal when it happens um and because well, he, he doesn't do it he hasn't actually done it. he's just posed this to his he, wife he probably life. will do it at some point in the um in the anime and yeah and that's that's the other thing it's like they've taken this character who is just like this almost like this unknowable evil in a way like he's he's very enigmatic barely says a word in the anime and he's very like cold and threatening but in in the tv show it's like oh i gotta check with the missus first and it's it's i don't know it it seems like yeah. From, and I'm going to watch it to confirm for myself, but that's my theory, is that some hack of a writer who liked the anime, probably did like the original anime, but they thought they could do it better. And what, they can't. Sorry. That's it. That's, One that's major it. plot point, which I want to confirm whether it was in the anime or not. Hmm. Um, something that they're talking about now is that uh, Spike was originally part of the syndicate and is completely kept that a secret from Jet. Is that true to the anime? He used to be part of the syndicate and he doesn't talk about it with Jet, but there's um it's not that it's a secret. There's this really tense scene in the anime when it's kind of coming up like Jet knows that he has a past but doesn't know what it is. Right. Um and uh, there's a scene where uh, Jet asks him, like, pretty pointedly, you know, you know, wh what's the history here? Like, when the mm. Syndicate first shows up in the anime. And Spike's answer is, how did you lose that arm? And um, the point is, it's they, the, the point of the conversation, the unspoken thing in that conversation is that, you know, I don't ask you about that. You haven't asked me about this. You know, we both got a pass. Um. And so, yeah, they he hasn't told... he it, Up until that point in the anime, he hasn't told him about it. But it's not like he was actively keeping the secret. Right. Uh, in the, what, what, why do you ask? In the anime, what's it like? Because it, it, it seems like a really major plot point that I had, hadn't mentioned yet. And I was um, curious whether they'd gone that far 
over the rails, but it no. seems like they kept it pretty, pretty yeah. the same. Yeah, that and that's that's something that I I'm no like from your description, it sounds like they're keeping the broad strokes the same, but they're mm. fucking with the pacing. They're fucking with the way character like the nuances are all wrong. It's like when you like go doing a waltz, right? It's really yep. it's it's moving around a room with another person. There's a difference between doing that well and, you know, spastically moving around the floor. Like they're both moving around the they're both moving around the room, but one yep. is actually done well and looks pretty and elegant and the other one is just not pleasant to look at potentially. And so that's that's it just it feels like they're trying to tell a story with all of the same major points mm. but they're doing it in a less coherent and elegant way yeah they're making a cake but with the ingredients in all the wrong order yeah why can't i put the eggs in after i put it in the oven yeah <laughs> uh, oh god i i do want to watch it and i think i'm going i'm going to watch it if only so that i can have a more affirmed yeah. Uh, well yeah and i don't want to go in there thinking that it's definitely going to be shit. Um, I will say that very first scene, which sounds like the only thing that you watched, hmm. the fight that that was all just a fighting scene, and the fighting scenes are bad. That's they what bad. I mean. That's one of the things that turned me off with that right off the bat. I just I started watching it, and I was like, I can't deal with this. Because yeah. even though they're a bit over the top, like the fighting scenes in the anime are all actually pretty realistic and grounded, which is weird for an anime. Um, in that scene. Right? When everything's getting sucked out into space, right? Hmm. Jet pops over a bar and just lands on his feet. When there's a vacuum. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> guy's just that badass. He makes his own gravity. He just, he just, yeah, exactly. He just decides when he wants to stand up. And Oh, God. Yeah, that was a really bad scene. But yeah. I, I do want to watch it, and I just... Uh, that's It's disappointing, because I'll say this again, for the first few, like, minutes of your description, like, that would probably when you were going through episode one and two, I was like, okay, there's a few flaws here, but I have hope. Mm. And by the end, I was just bitter and angry, <laughs> like usual. <laughs> Even if it's bad, guys, at least episode three has lots of tits. It'll keep me watching for that long. I, I have hope for full frontal nudity. Uh, yeah, what time are we at, by the way? We're, we're at 30, 36 minutes, so we're actually... This okay. is a good place to end segment two with disappointment and bitterness. <laughs> disappointment and tits. <laughs> oh, that's true. What, the tits are the hope. You know, if, you know, if all, everything else is in the anime, as long as it's oh. got a good set of tits... Do you know what the worst thing is about it, though? What? Because it's like... It's a, so it's a brothel that it's set yeah. at. And the reason there is because they, they can like change their fa people's faces to make them look like more beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they put like a jammer on at one point, and so all the prostitutes like their faces go back to being like this these like sixty year old grandmother. Oh <laughs> god! Like, oh. <laughs> oh god! That's only for like two scenes or something. <laughs> yeah, I. Weird. I, now, I, more than anything, now I really want you to see the anime. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So, so before we start this uh, 
segment, I told guys that I'm going to watch the live action and then watch the anime so that supposedly I'll have the better content after. So I'll enjoy this now while it is, and I'll enjoy the anime for it being better. Yeah, yeah. You'll just pay, when you watch the anime, pay close attention to, like, the pacing and, the, like, the character interactions and stuff. Because from what you're describing, mm. it sounds like really what they, they've, they're fucking up the hardest is... Well, the like the moment to the moment, characters. yeah, the, that's that's true actually. Anyway, everything else is great. <laughs> All right, let's yep. let's end it there. So this is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the Team CJ Podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card segment. And this week, we didn't really have anything special planned, but it was Thanksgiving this week. Um, it will be a week after oh, Thanksgiving. What? That sounds pretty special. It is special. But it's not yeah. special in terms of we sometimes do quizzes no, you're or games. Special. I didn't call you special. You are a little bit special. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be a week after Thanksgiving when this goes live. But yeah, it was Thanksgiving this week. And, um, I don't know, I just, uh, wanted to just generally chat about family gatherings, Thanksgiving in particular. Mm. I also, fun little factoid, I, some people know this, I didn't know this for years, uh, Canada has it like a month before us. They also have yeah. it, but it's off by a month. Yeah, I remember Mass and Nick were mm. saying it in the chat, and, uh, I think some, a couple of you were like... What? That's like a month away still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have it on the wrong day. Um, and I just don't have it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm really not a fan of turkey. Yeah, well, we usually have, like, what do we have for this year? We had potatoes, it was turkey and ham, stuffing. Um, oh, I love stuffing. Yeah. Uh, it's various mashed and whole vegetables cooked in different varieties. Cranberry sauce? Uh, sort of. Uh, it's this cranberry, like... It is, but it's... It's not a sauce. It's like... Yeah, it's, it's more like a chutney kind of Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. We did have that. Yeah. Two bowls yeah. of it. Two bowls of it? My goodness. Well, they're little bowls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like a soup bowl of chutney. No, no, no. Like a, like a fit in the palm of your... Honestly, it could have been yeah. eaten. You'd, like... Keep in mind, like, the people... That are at this this family dinner. Mm. Uh, Jake's pushing six six now. Jesus. Which, actually, how how tall are you? Are you what six five? Again, six? I haven't measured myself in like probably seven years now. Yeah. So for like, uh, yeah, last time I checked, I was like six five. Yeah, just remembering the uh, the first time I like stepped out of my car and met you. I was like Jesus. Hmm. And I looked down and I still couldn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was like it was like Shadow of the Colossus. Clyde was slowly climbing up my leg to try and <laughs> To stab him in the back of the neck. <laughs> we got completely off topic right off the bat. Um But I don't know, I, I, I really like these sorts of uh family gatherings and holidays. Um yeah. I, I, you see a lot of, like, memes and stuff going around now about, like, uh, uh, people stepping on eggshells because they don't want to talk about 
politics or anything like that around family and stuff. Yeah, it's I, I hear it's kind of a, a politics-y discussing. Not really. Event. I mean, at least it isn't in my family. Like, people will just talk about random shit that's going on um, mm. around, I think... like, stuff people are doing for work. Just, like, general chatter. I could be wrong, but I think your family are generally politically aligned. Nope. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know that mine certainly isn't. (laughs) Yeah, no. Not not at all. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think a lot of my political views have come from being around you for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Been a bad influence. Or a good influence. Depending. Well, yeah, a political influence is—it's neither good nor bad. Yeah. Um, but no, it, yeah. Like, but it's it's nice, and it goes the the way it usually goes. Like you know, food or generally walking around, chatting, meeting everyone, or mm. and everything, and then food, and then watching football or going outside and doing stuff. Yeah, beers or whiskey. Uh, wine actually. Oh football with wine well no we had wine with dinner i I don't know if my my dad and uncle had beer watching football like i actually went with my cousins and we we went walk there's a reservoir near my parents place so we went walking down there and you know got some fresh air Mm. so i only had wine with dinner and then after everyone left i had a scotch with my mom but that was it um but yeah no i but i guess what i was thinking of when i was bringing up the whole politics thing is, and I've said this before, I think it's one yeah. very, very sad thing uh, that you see a lot more these days is people being perfectly willing to completely like sever ties with family and friends over just different opinions or something like that. Yeah, well, you can never really, because I mean, everything is social media these days. If you leave the country 20 years ago, you actually 20 years, maybe a little bit early, so 30 years ago. Then it's like what you send them a, a, a postcard or a letter, yeah. and maybe it arrives in a week. Well, what thing. what I mean by sever ties is like you won't take their calls. You don't, you know, you don't have them as friended on social media if you use it. Um, what I mean though is you can't really escape that stuff though, because I mean even if you do that, you know, you'll be friends with someone who'll be friends with someone else who'll be friends with them, and so you'll still see like their picture popping up or their name yeah 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 you won't be i don't mean like completely cut off but i mean just like you you don't want to interact with them and you do everything you can within your power to not interact with them and i'm seeing more and more people do that particularly with family and i think that's sad because i don't know i i i grew up in a very very tight-knit family like right like we uh growing up like I knew and actively, you know, talked to, like, my cousins both in this side of the country and even out in the the Midwest as much as was possible back then Um, because there wasn't social media in the 90s. But uh, we'd go out to visit them sometimes, you know, drive out to Iowa. uh, But... Sorry. Yeah, no, it just... it, it. it's very... I, there's nothing... I don't think there's a single thing that anyone in my family could do where I would, like, completely cut ties with them or want to do that, even if I couldn't. Except maybe, I mean, like... definitely things that I can imagine, but yeah, they're not... 
nice things. Yeah, within reason. Like, you know, maybe yeah. if, if one of them, you know, tried to shoot me in the face, you know, maybe then that that merit it. But yeah, I'm just beyond that, like beyond like some kind of a federal crime. Blue has a visitor in the room. Uh, I say no. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Blue, not in his normal studio, has some people nope. popping in, saying hi. Yep. <laughs> Were you being offered food? No, I was offered if I wanted to be uh to to help pick up Alicia from work. Oh, oh god, <laughs> he's preoccupied with the podcast. The See, podcast. Is that's commitment like, right there. Yeah, oh god, if she listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, if you want if you want to pause the recording, you can go get your girlfriend. Um yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. So, but but that's it. And it just it was Thanksgiving all about family. <laughs> it is it is actually all about, Okay, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Ironic after we just said that. Um, yeah. Uh but um, I, no, so, I, I like those yeah. kinds of family gatherings, and it just it boggles what? my mind. Oh, people yeah. don't. What? What day was it on? Uh, it was yesterday. No, no, two days ago. Now, uh, yesterday was okay. Black Friday. Yeah. So and Thursday. Now we have Cyber Mondays as well, don't we? Well, yeah, because everyone's trying to. Ex it's basically a sale month now. Yeah. Because you get yep. Black Friday, Black and then the Friday. Cyber Monday, yeah. and then, like, Black Amazon Monday extended it to the whole week, and then you wait another week, and then suddenly it's the pre-Christmas sales, and the last-minute shopping sales, and everything. There was, um, when I got back yesterday, there was a, an advert for New World on the TV. Mm. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why, just the guy at the end, the one who was, like, you know, in stores now kind of person, uh, they had a very heavy Irish accent. I think it just cracked enough. I keep. Oh, Faith and Pagora, it's coming out. Um, the. It, whenever I see the ads for that game, I keep thinking that it's Greedfall, that game that I did a, a playthrough of a while back. Ring the bell, yeah. But that's the that's the, like the twen the twentieth century one. nineteenth uh, more nineteenth century, but it's in like kind of a a fantasy version of the world where magic exists. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially like where they, they found a new world and they're colonizing it. I, ironically, you know, new world. But mm. um, but yeah, the, this kind of leads into the other thing. The Oh, sorry. Go on, finish. I saw your face. Well, no, I was about to say, yeah, actually, that's a really bad name. Because New World is is entirely on a single island. Well, I guess it could be like, you know, America, Which, the New World. But like... Again, it, it's weird. It's a because lot smaller than America. <laughs> Greet, Greetfall, that was their thing. They were going to an island. Is it a sequel to Greetfall? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it isn't. Okay. Because <laughs> it's the exact same plot. They, they... Well, it, I don't know. It's, it's by Amazon. I don't think Amazon have done any other... Video games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could be wrong. But it, Amazon's probably just the publisher? Or are they actually... Oh, well. Whatever. Um... Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, right. The other thing that I wanted to talk about earlier mm. um, in media. I but all the airtime. With Cowboy Bebop, which, don't get me wrong, that was a fun conversation as much yep. as it made me sad. <laughs> um, I watched. Uh, do you know. Have you seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? Yes. So. I love that film. Yeah, so do I. 
it's one of my dad's favorite films and so mm. he whenever it's on tv he watches it and he's had a dvd copy of it for a while but hadn't watched it and mm. so uh for his birthday or for father's day for one one of one of those two things i bought him the blu-ray collection of the godfather which is another uh movie that oh, he absolutely loves yeah. yeah and uh like well there's a whole video of me talking to him about it on the mm. youtube channel uh so i because but they don't have a they didn't have a blu-ray or dvd player so i i got him that as well for the same holiday and so mm. i hooked it all up but he hasn't used it yet so we decided to to set that up and do it so we watched i for the first time in a long time i've watched i watched the entirety of shawshank redemption like from beginning mm. to end because i've i've and watched I admit andy dufresne that's I've... like the only line i remember from it my favorite scene and the one that I, I remember most clearly. That's and not going to be the gay one, is it? Oh, God, no. Why would that be it? Okay. I don't know why. That was just the f- When you said that, I was like, he's not going to be talking about the one where the, the fucking chisel in the side of the Oh, God, is. no, no, no. I I, I blocked that scene <laughs> from my mind. Um, or I, I blocked yeah, enough, I, I honestly forgot how bad those scenes were. Like, uh, not yeah. bad in terms of badly made, but bad in terms of like, ooh, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but the the scene I'm talking about is where they're tarring the roof. Yeah, and like he like hears a way out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we made that joke all throughout our playthrough of it. it was like, oh, this mm. happened in Shawshank Redemption. This happened. Mm. There should have been a Shawshank Redemption counter at the top of the screen as we played through. <laughs> um, but, but no, the beers you're talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, where the um, where the you know the guard he overhears the guard talking about how like he got an inheritance and it's going to get taxed all the shit, and then this the main character Andy Dufresne hears about this. He was a former banker and he realizes, oh, there's a way the guy can get it tax free, and so he goes over and the you know asks the guard some questions that piss the guard off, and he's about to throw him off the roof, and he manages to go like, oh no, it's like you know. He's like, because if you if you trust your wife, there's nothing or there's no reason you can't keep that whole thirty five thousand. And then right before the guy's about to throw him off the roof, he stops. He's like, "What did you say?" And then yeah. like he offers to do it all for him. You know, he says mostly free of charge. And the guard gives him a look. He's like, "All I'd ask is for three beers apiece for me and my coworkers." <laughs> and the guards are laughing like coworkers because they're all convicts and stuff. Yeah, That's for a special good scene for anyone who hasn't seen it and why haven't you you uncultured swine um <laughs> it's a movie about this uh banker from maine who uh he gets sent to prison uh because uh it looks like he killed his cheating wife and yeah. her lover and but he, um, didn't. but he didn't and so he gets put away for two life sentences despite that <laughs> And it's just him getting by in the prison. And the whole thing is, like, it, it follows around this this cast of characters. The other main character is Morgan Freeman, who kind of narrates the whole story, too, which that adds a lot to it. Morgan Freeman. That voice. Yeah. Um, by the way, interesting mm. fact, uh, which you probably already know, a life sentence in America is different to a life sentence in England. Yeah, it's... it's I think it's like 40 years a here. A lot less in America. Yeah, it's 40 years. 40 years? I, I thought it was like... I think 25 or something stupid. Maybe. I thought it was 40. I might be um, wrong, and it might vary from state to state. Yeah, true. Uh, and the other thing, Shawshank Redemption. When I was a kid growing up, I got Shawshank Redemption 
attached to the film Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? <laughs> Those have nothing to do I with each other. But in my head, that title went with that film. And so I thought it was about this horror, and then one day I watched it, and I was like, oh, this isn't a horror. This is a really good film. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I guess the, just the, the word Shawshank, right? Yeah. Sounds like something you'd put in a horror film, right? It, it does. I mean... It's got the word shank, and Shaw could be another word for so many something things, horrific in someone's body, I guess. So many things just clicked in my head. So the yeah. the original... I didn't know this until uh, the, we watched it at, at my mm. parents' place this week because uh, my dad was looking at the back of the box. But apparently it's based on a novel by Stephen King. And I'm not surprised, but I am a little bit. <laughs> I was about to say that I was about to make a joke. Um, it's like, you know, oh, it's, it's uh, Shawshank sounds like it's from a horror thing because... Mm. It's it's a name of somewhere in Maine, and every book that Stephen King writes is set in Maine. And then it clicked. Oh, Stephen King wrote this too. That's why it's set in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the the joke as the joke was forming in my head, I'm like, oh, that, that's not that, a joke. That's just a fact. That, that's exactly <laughs> why it's set in Maine. I um, think actually, so I think the reason why I thought Shawshank Redemption was linked to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When I was growing up, also, I thought Red Dead Redemption mm -hmm. was the zombie Red Dead Redemption. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, the zombie version of it, yeah. So, I got Shawshank Redemption, connection to Red Dead Redemption, connection to zombies and horror, connection to Texas Chainsaw God. Just a Very... giant... Very weird train of thought, yeah. Giant connect the dots puzzle in your head. Of all wrong things. Yeah, there's, um... It's quite a good movie. And I don't want to go through, like, the whole plot, because, honestly, I didn't realize it. There's quite a big reveal at the end. Um... So don't, don't, don't like... Because you go through the whole movie... Um... Oh, alright. Alright, it's the end of the podcast, so... Spoilers here if you don't want to know how the movie ends, but honestly, watching it without knowing this, I think, would be a lot better. But most people probably do at this point. So the the, the ending is that like he uh, the the main character does end up escaping from prison. Yeah, and they do a. I didn't realize this until I watched it the other day, but they do a really really good job concealing the fact that he does end up escaping from the prison. Like, up until that movie, it's just been a, about a guy who has hope and he's trying to get by and just, you know, live his life the best he can in this kind of circumstance. Like, he makes friends, he does his best to make life better for the people, like himself included, by, like, you know, making a library, getting people yeah. their high school degrees, helping out with financial advice and stuff like that. And um, he has to do some shady shit, too, like the warden of the prison is, uh, you know wheeling and dealing and getting bribes and stuff like that where he uh he uh the the Andy Dufresne the main character is kind of cooking the books for him yeah um but no like up until like the very end of the movie uh like they they the build up there you think he's about to kill himself like the main character and then it's revealed that he escaped he's just gone and then mm -hmm. they find out that 
the entire movie. They do a, like a retrospective that he has been pretty much since like the first year or so he was in the prison. He has been planning and working towards this escape for something like 20 years. And then he does. Wait, what? What do you mean, what? 20 years? Who's been planning it for 20 years? The main character, Andy Dufresne. He's not in, he's not in Shawshank for 20 years, he is he? He is, yep. 20 years. He goes in there in 47, and I think he escapes in 1966. So actually, 19 years. I thought it was a far smaller amount of time. Because I thought the massive time jump cut was when Freeman got out. Morgan Freeman, that's not a big jump cut. It's only like a year or two until Morgan Freeman gets out. Huh. Um, after librarian he, gets out, kills himself. There's a massive think, jump after that. Yeah. Because that happens in... Let's see. So I remember the, this line. So they said he went in in 05 and he'd been in there for 50 years, which means he gets out in 55. And that 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 was the point where like, when the jump cut happens, he then has all the chess pieces. Yeah, they kind of... Fa- his, they, his room is kind of decorated. With yeah, exactly. Because at that point, he started to do stuff for the warden, the whole financial advice and all that. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, there's 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 a few jumps in it, um, but th- this these are things I'm noticing now because I watched the movie the whole way through, beginning to end, for the first time in a while, and I guess maybe because we've been doing the podcast and we've been doing the movie nights, and I've started to try and I've been watching movies and playing games with a bit more of an analytical eye. I was yeah. picking up on these things. If I was just sitting there watching it for enjoyment, I n- wouldn't have previously, and mm. so now I'm like. I'm more like, anal- I, like I know this movie is great, yeah. and I've I've always liked it. But now I'm starting to think, why is this movie great? Like, why do do I really like it? And so, I'm, the fact that they don't really reveal that until the end, and then they show that this entire 19 years has been him meticulously moving towards this one goal uh, of getting out, while at the same time keeping him bus- himself busy with all these other hobbies, like the library, helping prisoners get their high school education and stuff like that yeah Um, but yeah i just just it's a it's a great movie all around and i i really love like the cast of characters that happen you know that that come in and And out when they find out that he's actually innocent the guy's like wait he's actually innocent like like for real (laughs) innocent (laughs) like and he's and he just he like he's so like it's like oh shit Because that's a for those that don't know, that's a running gag throughout the whole movie. Is like um, the, the guy's like, he's like, don't you know? Everyone's innocent in here. And he turns to the other guy's like, hey, what you in for? And the guy's like, lawyer fucked me. And it's just like this running gag. So like whenever like new guys come in, you know, and they're they're talking about oh they did this crime or that, and you know, the the pre the existing guys like. Don't you know? Everyone in here is innocent. Mm. And um yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of that. A lot of like a lot of setup and payoff throughout the movie. Like they set up something in just this very natural way and then a little later in the movie you get you just get that satisfied feeling where it comes back up and you're like, oh, "I remember that." Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Such a good movie. 
<laughs> but no, I, I'd, I'd highly recommend watch it, rewatch it, and watch it from the beginning. Yeah, I think it's a good Christmas film. It's one for sure that you can come back to and, and watch again. Yeah. Well, I think I, w- I was thinking about that, like in terms of uh, Chris Christmas films, right? Right. I don't think they necessarily have to be. This same thing applies Christmas. to Thanksgiving. A good movie for that is a movie that you can sit with like a group of people, like the whole family or and you all sit down and you watch it and pretty much everyone's going to enjoy it. Like yeah. it's like karate kid. Like yeah. That's a very old movie. It's not got a particular time of year that you need to watch it. It's just something that it's traditional almost. Yeah. And that's when you watch it at Christmas. Yeah, what's what's the uh it's a wonderful life is the the other classic one for Christmas. Um, Die Hard, but of course that is a Christmas film. <laughs> it's not a Christmas. This is it this is Die film. Hard is a Christmas film. Is the pineapple on pizza of food? Oh, oh, sorry, of movies. You're okay with pineapple on pizza. We've discussed this. I'm okay with it, but some people are hardcore that you know it absolutely is not a pizza topping. My parents like Hawaiian pizza, which is pineapple and ham. Um, so Man, clearly good Die Hard fans, right there. <laughs> I can't remember, uh, I, I, I had this, I did ask this question of both my parents, and I want to say that my dad said it was a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> but I, I maintain that just because something is set at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie. He says ho ho ho, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, fine. But maybe it's because I never. Oh, you know. Oh, okay, I don't know if this is a movie that you guys watch over there in the UK. But there's a, a classic Christmas movie in the US that it's one of those things that like either your family has like watched it and it's like a traditional thing that everyone watches, or it's something that your family didn't watch. And like the the Christmas movies we watched when I was a kid were like Rudolph, um, the you know the claymation one. Um, the uh like frosty the snowman it's a wonderful life those kind of things uh there's a movie called a christmas story and a bunch of my classmates no, a christmas carol no a christmas story yeah okay not a, a christmas carol i've seen quite a few times and i really enjoy that um but no christmas you story can, you can relate <laughs> what's with scrooge <laughs> bah humbug <laughs> no, you're quite giving. So. <laughs> uh, there was, but a Christmas story is, and I'm going to describe it in the most disingenuous way possible because I hate this movie. Okay. I, I never watched it growing up. It was never something my family loved, but apparently a lot of people, um, at least in New England, like in Massachusetts and whatnot, like they, right. they, this was like a traditional like family Christmas movie that they'd watch. Um, and I, one year for Christmas, like, uh, one of my high school teachers didn't have anything to do. He was grading papers, and there was we we kind of coming to the end of the year, and so sometimes like during finals and stuff, the teachers just will give you like a put study a period film, yeah. or put on a film or something, yeah. And so he put on a Christmas story. A bunch of the kids were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we can watch this." Um, I say kids, we were all like seventeen at the time. Um, yeah. But and I watched it, and I was like, "This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen." Like it's what not it? it's not terrible, but here's here's the plot as described by somebody who didn't like the movie. This whiny little kid uh, yep. gets 
bullied at school and then goes home and his parents ask him what he wants for Christmas and he says he wants a BB gun because it's cool like all the other boys got one or something like that I don't remember where's this going and everyone's like oh you shoot your eye out if you get it it's not it's not safe you're not old enough blah 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 and a bunch of random crap happens he goes around has Christmas shenanigans with some local kids and friends and other people are getting toys and somebody gets pushed on a wagon and then at the end of the movie he gets the bb gun from santa and then he shoots himself in the face because he fires it at a tin panel and it ricochets off and hits him in the face he's wearing glasses in a, in a and it, way, not yeah like yeah it's it's a goofy way yeah he like it pings right. off the board and hits him in the glasses and it like he gets something gets in his eye and he's fine like he's fine it's just like it's more like if you get hit, like if somebody throws like a, a pebble and it it beans you in the eye. Yeah. Um. You're you're fine. You're not blind or anything like that. Um. And that was the only part of the movie I liked because I hated that kid for the entire movie. I'm like this yeah. obnoxious, stupid little whiny brat, and he find when he, <laughs> I literally when he when he shot himself in the face, I clapped in the classroom. Honestly, when you said. All his, all everyone at school was mean to him, so he went home and asked for what is essentially a gun. <laughs> I was like, "What's this going, guys?" <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. You, you couldn't have this story in the modern day, but a BB gun is not like no, 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 no. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Think like an airsoft uh, gun. Like, it's... no, I know what a BB gun. Okay, is, okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know how restrictive. Yeah, something that was relating to a weapon. Yeah. That isn't like a super soaker. A super I, soaker would have made it a lot more wholesome. Yeah, I realized that that was um, probably not the best juxtaposition, but um, no, I just I get. I think it comes down to I that didn't doesn't sound like a story. There, there's a it's bunch good. of stuff that happens. So the 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 bulk of the plot is little subplots where he's like little self-contained arcs where. He's meeting up with this kid and some they get into some shenanigans and they have to resolve that. And then they they go to like, you know, I don't know, a shop and then something happens there and they got to help the guy out or something. And then that resolves and it all culminates at the end of the movie where he gets the BB gun and, and accidentally fucking pops himself in the face. <laughs> and it still makes me Pretty laugh. Pretty my dude. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like that movie at all. Like it's, Honestly, a kid, I don't know how old this kid is, but kids should not be allowed to have BB guns. Uh, he's probably, like, maybe 10. That's definitely too early, I'd say. Because when you're playing Airsoft, mm. you 100% need eye protection. Like, that is bare minimum. Yeah. It is if you have, like, a fucking motorbike helmet on, essentially. Because that shit can hurt. It can, but I think that's that's a product of... We have a very safety-obsessed culture now that I don't think existed, like, even 20, 30 years ago. Like, kids were allowed to run out and just be dumbasses out on their own. Yes um, and no. There's only a certain amount of damage that a kid can do to itself when playing with, like, old boards, which might have, like, nails, nails or something, them. yeah. Yeah. If it's a gun, if it puts it in his mouth and fires, that can do real fucking. We can bad choke on it, yeah. But honestly, if your kid does that, you've failed as a parent. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but no, I, I what I what right. I'm saying is, and maybe this is just me being me, but I think if you've raised your kid right, then you know you can let them outside and play around and 
be relatively yeah. certain that they're not gonna harm themselves too badly. It's still smack the shit out of them if they're playing in the middle of the road or something, oh, of right? Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on where you are. Like, um, my so one of my one of my friends uh, from from home, she lives in a, like a cul-de-sac. So it's way yep. out of the way, and the, the road is just a loop, and pretty much no one's ever driving on it. And if they are driving mm. on it, they're going like 5 or 10 miles an hour. So mm. you could play out in the road, and people would like draw with chalk out on the road and do stuff like that. And that's fine, because there's no through traffic. You wouldn't want to do that like where I, I live. I wouldn't have any... Like, I said, maybe, it, maybe I'm just a lot more strict. What, what I mean is... Than you are. What I mean is... You would want to, in you know, make sure they know don't go out in the road like when, yeah, when it's like there are cars coming through. Look out for cars or like if it's an active area. Like so, I was raised, yeah, keep out of the road. Um, and uh, you know, I'll, hold on, I just remembered a funny story. So when I was growing up, um, hmm. so my mom ran a, a daycare out of and um, a couple of the the. You know, some couple of uh, the people who were like school age, they went to the, either the high school or the middle school, which was right next to the high school. So we would walk back home because they would stay there after school and their parents would pick them up. Um, yeah. And I was told by my mom, yeah, when you're walking home, you know, make sure the girls are on the inside of the sidewalk and you're on the outside because if a car hits someone, it, it should hit you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if that's exactly way she phrased it, but that was the implication. It's like, you know, you, you, you stay in the danger zone. Um, but no, no. But around around my uh, house, those days. around my house, it was uh, it was very much um, like you couldn't you wouldn't want to play because there was a lot of through traffic. So it was very disciplined. Don't don't go out in the street. You shouldn't play in the street. But I'm saying, depending on where you grew up, you might be able to be a little bit less disciplined in terms of you know, whether yeah. kids could do that. Long winded. Yeah. No, winded, Long-winded story to basically say nothing. <laughs> anyway, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Did I did. You give thanks to many things. Uh, I was thankful for the food. It was fucking amazing. I still have leftovers yeah. that I'm gonna be eating all weekend. Um, nice. No, but it was it was really good to see because we hadn't had the whole family together mm. in a while because there was always one or two people that couldn't make it because of all the lockdowns and restrictions. Last year, I don't think we had Thanksgiving at all. Um, it was basically like... It was... I Actually, it was just like we all were in our own little bubble. So I went home to see my parents. Yeah. And um, same thing with Christmas, I think. No, no, Christmas, I think we, we got people together. Um, but it wasn't everybody. So it was great having the you know, whole family there. Yeah, I think we're going to have a bit of a... So I'm spending Christmas with Alicia and her family, and then I'm gonna have uh, like New Year's basically with my family. I think that's kind of a good thing of having like two events within close proximity of each other. Mm. You can rotate. Yeah, you can you can do more than just one family if it's kind of hard to get yeah. them all into one place. That's always the way we. So originally, when my when my grandfather was still alive, we'd do it at his place, like. Everyone would culminate at his at his place, you know. Everyone would get together. They had a nice yard to play on. This big rock face out front of the uh, the place that you know the kids would climb on, um, nice. and then we'd all go to the dinner table, have that, and then you know 
watch TV or stuff after the fact to go out and play again. Um, mm. But after he died, then we started doing a rotating thing. So like Thanksgiving was at my aunt's, uh, Christmas was at my uncle's, and Easter was at my parents' place. And we'd kind of rotate between the three locations. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Family's well, a good thing. Remember that, everybody out there. Don't cut ties with your family, even if they piss you off. Unless you have good extenuating stuff yeah. themselves. Unless they're, like, I don't know, a felon. And they're, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. It Like, a good rule of thumb. If they have, well, even if they have a criminal record in some cases... It's like it's like, like it's a difference of like a of wine yeah. or something. I mean, if they, if they have a criminal record, but they they've they've done their time, they've paid for their crime, you know, mm. and they're 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 redeeming themselves. Bring them back into the fold, but don't break ties with people over something as petty as politics. Yeah, God no. Eesh. I I like to think that most people's families are stronger than a simple conversation. I, I'd like, well, I know that a lot of people's are, I think. Um, yeah. But I think, and maybe this is just my impression, or maybe because I'm kind of cynical, I feel like it's becoming increasingly common for them not to be that strong. And it's just a feeling yeah. of mine. I don't have proof of that. Um, I might be completely well, wrong, and I hope I am. Yeah, hopefully. It, uh, maybe it's because, you know, the world, you can meet everyone in the world at a click of a button these days that people are taking more friendships and less family ships because yeah. they, there's, there's more availability and you, do, you don't have to settle for a family, that's, I guess. That's a good point. Pretty dark thing. You can kind <laughs> of, you can find, you can, if you, you're not you don't have you to get along choose. with your family. Yeah, you can choose. You can find a new little bubble to go into, and it's like, I like all of these people. Yeah. Um, they give me candy. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> but I actually think that that's a good thing. If you, like, if there's a group of people, family, that you sit, you have to sit down with, and you have to get along with, even if you don't agree with them, even if you don't necessarily, you know, think they're the best person in the world, because that's healthy. You know, you don't want to be in a, a bubble that's like, all people who agree with you, or all people that you... Chamber, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you, you need to... It's healthy to be around people that get under your skin sometimes. Diversity. <laughs> Actual <laughs> diversity, and not the weird sort of pedigree diversity that we talk about now. Mm. Anyway, that's, 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 a, yeah. that's a good positive thing to end on. Get along with your family. Yeah. yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. All right. This is going to be the end of episode 70 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again next week. Yes.